Welcome to another episode of the 20-Minute Bible Study, a weekly teaching podcast from Faith on Hill Church in Milwaukee, Oregon. My name's Adam. I'm the pastor at Faith on Hill. And while I put 20 minutes on the timer, why don't you open your Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 26. God has been establishing the patterns of worship for his people, and he has been giving them instructions for how to set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. God cares how we worship him. We ended last week with the end of chapter 25, where it says in verse 40, see that you make them, which is the, uh, the lampstands and all the, all the things that were to be used in the tabernacle, see that you make them according to the pattern shown to you. So God has care for how we worship. I don't believe that God cares if we worship uh, with one type of music or another, with instruments or no instruments. I don't think he cares. People think that God cares somehow, but, but they don't, or he doesn't. Uh, you know, if people say, well, I think that we should keep with a traditional form of worship. Whose tradition? By traditional, do you mean a choir and hymns? That tradition only goes back, well, honestly, in most churches, when they say a traditional expression, what they're talking about is something from the 40s or 50s. And, and how church uh, music would have been done in the 1850s would have looked different than how church traditional, quote-unquote, church music is done today or was done in the 1950s. What tradition are you talking about? Should we go back to Gregorian chant? Should we go back to, I mean, at some point you have to say, like, uh, God doesn't seem to care. There is no prescribed order of service. There is no prescribed uh, type of music. There, there is all kinds of instruments mentioned in the scripture, but we're not told when to use them or how. It's interesting to me, I, I grew up uh, in, a, in a type of church that was started in the 70s. And in the 1970s, uh, the, the church that I, I grew up, I, I came later, but, but I was born in the 80s. But, but in the 70s, that church started, and their, their musical expression of worship was acoustic guitars and sort of hippie folk rock. And all, the, all their parents' generation were saying, that's wrong. You have to use organs and choirs, and where's the hymnal? And they say, hey, we're free to worship God. Here's the funny thing, though. Fast forward to 2020. All of those teens and 20-somethings that started that church in the 70s, well, they're now in their late 50s, their mid-60s, their early 70s. And when 20-year-olds, teens, people in their early 30s start saying, hey, we'd like to do something different, they say, no, it's got to be the acoustic guitar. The acoustic guitar became their church organ. So God doesn't care. He's establishing a form of worship. So he cares deeply how we worship, but I don't believe he cares in the way that we think. Verse tw uh, 1, chapter 26, Make the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, with ten curtains of finely twisted linen, blue and purple and scarlet yarn, with cherubim woven into them by skilled workers. All the curtains are to be to the same size, 28 cubits long, 4 cubits wide. 
Join five curtains together and do the same with the other five and make loops of blue material along the edge of the curtain in one and do the same in the curtain on the other set. Make 50 loops on one curtain, 50 loops on the end of the other set, the loops on opposite uh, to each other. Then make 50 gold clasps and use them to fasten the curtains together so that the tabernacle is a unit. This is the way that they created the sort of um, transportable fabric walls of the tent and then the courtyard. And again, Google image search. You can find what this looks like far better than me trying to describe it. Verse 7, make curtains of goat hair for the tent over the tabernacle, 11 altogether. All 11 curtains are to be the same size, 30 cubits long, 4 cubits wide. Join the five curtains together in one set and the other six into another set. Uh, fold the sixth curtain double at the front of the tent. Make 50 loops along the edge of the end curtain in one set and also the edge of the curtain in the other set. Now, I'm going to be honest. I am not um, handy in any way. And so I'm reading this going, oh, gosh. And I guarantee there are people who are reading this who are creative, who are handy, who are artistic, who are builders, and they're going, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Verse 11, then make 50 bronze. Oh, I read that already. Excuse me. Uh, verse 12, as for the additional length of the tent curtains, the half curtain is to be left over to hang over the rear of the tabernacle. The tent curtain will be a cubic longer on both sides and what is left will hang over the sides of the uh, tabernacle so as to cover it. So make for the tent covering of ram skin dyed red and over the uh, covering uh, that is a durable leather. So God's saying you got you to gotta make this thing so it's, it can take the beating of weather and wind and travel. Verse 15, make upright frames of acacia wood for the tabernacle. Each frame is to be 10 cubits long and a cubit and a half wide with two projections set parallel to each other. The frames are the tabernacle. Uh, make all the frames of the tabernacle in this way. Make 20 frames for the south side of the tabernacle, 40 silver bases to go under them, two bases for each frame, one under each projection. For the other side, the north side of the tabernacle, make 20 frames, and 40 silver bases, two under each frame. Make six frames for the far end. That is the west side of the tabernacle. Make two frames at the corner of the far end. These two corners must be double from the bottom all the way to the top and fitted to a single ring. Both shall be like that. There will be eight frames and 16 silver bases, two under each frame. Also make the crossbars of acacia wood, five for the frames on one side of the tabernacle, five for those on the other side, five for the frames on the west, the far end of the tabernacle. The center crossbar is to extend from end to end to the middle of the frames. Overlay all the frames with gold, and make gold rings to hold the crossbars. Then overlay the crossbars with gold. Set up the tabernacle according to the plan shown to you on the mountain. Make a curtain of blue, purple, scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen with cherubim woven into by skilled workers. Hang it with gold hooks on four posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold and standing on four silver bases. Hang the curtain from the clasp and place the Ark of the Covenant behind the curtain the curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. Put the atonement cover on the ark of the covenant. Put or sorry, put the atonement cover on the ark of the covenant in the most holy place. Place the table outside the curtain on the north side of the tabernacle 
and put the lampstand opposite on the south side. For the entrance to the tent, make a curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, finely twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. Make gold hooks for this curtain and five posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold and cast five bronze bases for them. God's telling him how to build a tent. What's important for us is this. Inside the tent, there was to be a curtain. And that curtain would separate the holy place from the most holy place. So within the tabernacle, in the courtyard, any of the, the Hebrew men could go. I'm not saying anything about gender equality here. I'm just telling you how it was. Any of the Hebrew men could go. In the tent of meeting, inside the courtyard of the tabernacle, only the Levitical priests could go. And then past that curtain, the most holy place, only, only the high priest could go. And only on specific days, for a specific reason, that is to go and bring the atonement offering and the blood from the atonement offering and to sprinkle it over the Ark of the Covenant. That division between God and man exists because of sin. My sin, your sin, it exists because of sin. And so if we say, oh, you know, me and God, we have an understanding. Do you? If, if our understanding with God is anything outside of Jesus Christ, we have this understanding. There is a separation. When Jesus died on the cross, there was the same curtain in the temple separating the holy place where only the priests could go from the most holy place. And it says that that curtain was torn in two, top to bottom. That separation between God and people was obliterated through Jesus Christ. So God is creating a tent of meeting. This is the place for you to come and meet with me, but he's saying there is still a separation. But there will come a day in eternity when we stand before God as his people and there will be no barrier, no separation because the lamb was worthy to purchase from this world a people of every tribe, tongue, and nation. If you want to be encouraged, go read Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5 of how that division between God and man is broken and crossed and covered because of Jesus Christ. Chapter 27, verse 1. Build an altar of acacia wood, three cubits high. It is to be square, five cubits long, five cubits wide. Make a horn at each of the four corners so that the horn and the altar may be of one piece and overlay the altar with bronze. Make it, uh, make all of its utensils bronze, all of its pots to remove the ashes and shovels with sprinkling bowls, meat forks and fire pans. Make a grate for it, a bronze network and a bronze ring at each of the four corners of the network. Put 
it under the ledger of the altar so that it was halfway up the altar. Make poles of acacia wood for the altar. Overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be inserted into the rings, and it will be two sides of the altar when it is carried. Make the altar hollow out of boards. Make it just as you were shown on the mountain. So what God is establishing is the permanent altar for sacrifices of bulls and sheep and goats and birds. There is a system for um, catching the blood when the, the animal is sacrificed. If the animal is to be burnt, there is a system for cleaning up the uh, ash and the, and the remains. Uh, all of these things are, are taken care of. And then it's to be made transportable. Don't make it... Don't make it thick. Don't make it solid. Make it hollow so it can be moved. Again, this is not your home. This is only a picture of what is to come in, in, the, in the eternal kingdom of God. Verse 9, make a courtyard for the tabernacle. The south side shall be 100 cubits long and have curtains of finely twisted linen with the 20 poles, 20 bronze bases and silver hooks and bands on the poles. And the north side shall be a hundred cubits long and have curtains with 20 poles and 20 bronze bases of silver and silver hooks and bands on the posts. The west of the courtyard shall be 50 cubits wide and have curtains with tent posts and tent bases. The east end towards the sunrise, the courtyard shall be 50 cubits wide. Certain uh, curtains, 15 cubits long are to be on the side of the entrance with three posts and three bases. Curtains, 15 cubits long are on the other side with three posts and three bases for the entrance of the courtyard. Provide a curtain 20 cubits long of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen. The work of an embroiderer with four posts and four bases and all the posts around the courtyard that have silver bands and hooks and bronze bases. The courtyard shall be 100 cubits long and 50 cubits wide with curtains of finely twisted linen, five cubits high and bronze bases. All the other articles used in the service of the tabernacle, whatever their function, including the tent pegs, for it or those from the courtyard are to be bronze. Command the Israelites, verse 20, to bring clear oil pressed from olives for the light so the lamps may be kept burning in the tent of meeting outside the curtains that shield the ark of the covenant law. Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for generations to come. So part of the priest's job was to tend the physical needs of the tabernacle, keep the oil lamps going, make sure everything is cleaned. Um, there is a bread of the presence, which we'll get to later, but um, they're to make sure that it's made and made fresh and, and kept well. All of these things are, are, are their tasks that they are to do. And, and so, uh, again, if you want to see what all this description is about, you can uh, Google search uh, the tabernacle. Uh, you might, as you heard about the oil for the lampstand, had thought of Hanukkah um, because they, the miracle of the lamps that they didn't have enough oil to keep the lamps continually burning before God. You know, um, we said in the last episode that God told them to build the ark, and then I'm going to have you put things in it that I haven't given you yet. And if you know the story of Hanukkah, the temple had been desecrated. And, and, and when they had their, their victory, the Maccabees had their victory 
and, and they, they cast out their enemies, and the temple, they're trying to reconsecrate it, but they don't have enough oil. In faith, they lit those lamps. I think that there is a, a reality in which there's times where you say, you know what, I haven't read my Bible as much as I should lately. I haven't prayed as much as I should lately. I, I haven't done the right thing. I haven't, I haven't been generous with the resources I have. I've been, because of the stress of, of this last year, I have given into coping mechanisms and I have, I have just given into substance or I have given into uh, uh, stress eating or, or alcohol or pornography or, or, or coping through, through, um, through drugs and whatever. And so then you say, I, I want to consecrate myself back to the Lord, but I don't think I have enough to do it. I think you take the example of those Hebrew believers and you light the lamp and you trust God to provide the fuel. That's what we talk about when we say living in the spirit. Light the lamp, trust God to provide the fuel. If you've been drinking too much, pour out your booze Tell somebody, get into community and accountability, and then trust God that he will give you the strength to walk into a place of sobriety. If you've been looking at porn, put a filter on your computer and all your devices. Tell somebody. That's lighting the lamp. And then trust God that he will give you the strength to persevere through temptation. If you have never given generously of the resources God has given you, I don't know if I could give 10%. Fine, give 1%. Light the lamp and see what God does. Verse 1, chapter 28, Have Aaron your brother brought to you from among the Israelites, along with his sons Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, so that they may serve me as priests, Make sacred garments for your brother Aaron and give him to give him dignity and honor. Tell the skilled workers to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron for his uh, consecration, that they may serve me as priests. These are garments that they are to make a breastplate, an ephod, an ephod. Um, I mean, again, if you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, you've seen what this looks like. It's not hard to Google this. Uh, a sacred robe, a woven tunic, a turban, and a sash, and they are to make a sacred garment for your brother Aaron and his sons, so they may serve me as priest. Have them use gold, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine linen. Okay. This will probably be the last thing we talk about uh, before our 20 minutes runs out, so I'll say this. It says that they are to have this priestly uniform so that to give him dignity and honor. There was an, was it an Instagram or a Twitter or something that was going around that was cataloging pictures from church live streams of these celebrity preachers and their incredibly expensive sneakers. I think it was like hashtag preacher sneakers or something like that. Um, I think the shoes I'm wearing, I'm, I'm wearing a set of, of New Balances right now. I think I paid 40 bucks at Nordstrom's Rack for them, just for full full disclosure. You know, some of these guys are wearing like 1500 $2,000 shoes. Now, I'll say this. Um, there have been preachers from other churches 
that have been wearing $5,000 suits for a long time and nobody was making accounts about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I, I'm not going to be quick to pile judgment onto somebody else. That's, that's not my job. I'm not their master. I don't think God cares how I dress on Sunday morning. Most of the time I wear a flannel shirt and jeans and my $40 new balances, right? But I do think that there is a sense in which if my life is one that is pleasing to God, that I can stand in dignity and honor to lead God's people. And occasionally I wear a tie just to throw people off their game. Well, that is the end of our time. I want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of the 20-Minute Bible Study. New episodes are released weekly, audio version on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There's a video version on our Facebook page, at Faith on Hill is for all of our social media. My name's Adam. I'm the pastor of Faith on Hill Church. We have in-person and online services every Sunday morning, socially distanced, wearing masks, all that when we're in person. Online at our website, faithonhill.com, or on our Facebook page. We have an online small group on Wednesday nights. You can email smallgroups at faithonhill.com if you'd like to join. Again, my name is Adam. I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the 20-Minute Bible.